Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you passing a note? She passes me notes in class all the time. Do you want to pass me a note and have me circle yes or no? This is Passing Notes on Jason and Alexis. Old high school notes that producer Don found read aloud by the MyTalk players. It was sweet. We held hands and passed notes. And you are to read that letter in front of my class. Read it out loud. Today we have another note from Dawn, this one to her friend Stephanie, often played by Elizabeth Reese. And here once again to play High School Dawn is Colleen Lindstrom. Hey, what's happening, stud woman? Cool. Have you seen Aaron's hair today? Pretty, huh? It's called Cave Woman all the way. I think I'll wear my hair like that tomorrow, okay? Greg Sissel is reading this book. It's called Peeing in the Snow. It is so hilarious. He let me read part of it. It's a bunch of Ozark hillbilly folk tales. It was a hillbilly poem, and it went like this. Some folks come here to cuss and drink. Some come over to and stink. I come here to my Cause the in this town ain't no good. God, I almost died laughing. I haven't read my books all the way through yet. Greg's book also has a poem about licking molasses off some Wow, groovy. Well, gotta go. DMC. Wow, wow. book of classic hillbilly stories yeah. well guess what morning show yeah Rocco! i've got that book i bought that book did you buy the book yes it's called i don't, I don't know if we can use i i called it peeing in the snow it's it's a step up from that oh okay. i don't know what kind of language uh, uh-huh. i'm a little worried about some of the language yeah in this that's, today. that's safe people get <laughs> okay. it the other one and julia Rocco. Yes. we're a little more respectable yes. here yeah uh, yeah well, and let's just say I, I kind of went through this book. Okay. And I found some stories that might be fun <laughs> to tell here on the morning show. Oh! There's yes. like, there's maybe, let's see, I'm looking right now. There's about 99 stories in here. And I found maybe four that A, would be appropriate for the morning show. Okay. Uh, B, would be fun to read. And C, I kind of thought would be appropriate for each of you. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, we're- 
Guys, are we down for this? I'm yeah. down. All right. Okay. Again, this yeah. is a book called Peeing yeah. in the Snow. It's a book of hillbilly. It says uh, <laughs> Peeing in the Snow and other Ozark folk tales. I'm sure it's required reading in elementary schools. <laughs> yes, of course. I, mean, I had tests on it. Sure. Yes. Okay. So uh, let's start. I found one that I thought would be appropriate for Dawn. Okay. okay. And uh, it goes a little something like this, right, Dawn? Yep. What Madeline Dunn, told by J.E. Dunwoody, 1951. He heard it in McDonald County, Missouri, about 1900. One time there was a woman named Madeline. She showed up missing, and nobody knowed what become of her. Somebody seen her in the Antlers Hotel, and maybe she run off with old Colonel Baker because the Colonel is pretty well fixed. But when Madeline's sister heard about it, she began to holler that the Colonel must have murdered Madeline and hid the corpse, but the police didn't have any evidence. Madeline's sister believed in spirits, and she says they're always a rapping on tables. Sometimes a table will raise right up off the off of the floor, even if a fellow that weighed 200 pounds is trying to hold it down. So Madeline's sister rented a room at the same hotel, and there was a writing table in it. She got some other people that believe in spirits, and the whole bunch sat down with their hands on the table. They kept asking the spirits what had become of Madeline, but there wasn't no answer for a long time. Finally, they could feel the table move a little. Somebody says, is Madeline dead? And the table give up a loud rap that means no. Then Madeline's sister says, was she in this hotel? And the table give two loud raps, which means yes. Pretty soon, Madeline's sister says, was she here with Colonel Baker? The table jumped a foot high and give two raps, the loudest you ever heard. So then she says, what did Madeline do? The table just flopped plumb over so its legs was sticking up and the drawers flew open. <laughs> One friend laughed like a fool and the rest of them just sat there Google-eyed for a minute. Then they got up and went home. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> she spirit a few ghosts? Um, I don't think so. I think she was just uh, up in there with her legs in the air. Sounds like <laughs> her drawers open. Yeah, with her drawers open. Drawers. <laughs> wow! Again, that was a reading from "Peeing in the Snow" and other Ozark folk tales by Great. Vance Randolph, a book that Dawn. Uh, had somebody named Greg Sissel yes. showed Greg you this Sissel. book in like high school. Yeah, he's just yeah extracurricular reading, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found one for you that would be good for you, Jason. Oh, you, you want to okay. give it a shot? Uh, sure. I love. Should we do it now or should we break or what? Uh, two, I mean, it looks like we got um, you to your show. We got about a, uh, two minutes. Why don't we? You want to take a break? Why don't we take a break? Okay, and then we can run long on the other side. Okay. So let's take a break and then. Uh, uh, Hillbilly Stories continues <laughs> right after this. Stay with us, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Passing Notes. Right here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Rocco surprised us. He's here this morning. Now, Rocco, reset up for the folks, if you will. Um, Dawn's note this week was about a book of stories. <laughs> yes, I've been sitting on this one for a while and wasn't quite sure what to do with it. She talks about this book called Peeing in the Snow, and it's about <laughs> hillbilly poems and folk tales from her, her part of the country down there. And um, there's like 99 stories in there, and only about four or five of them are radio friendly. 
and, uh, <laughs> and mine is barely radio friendly. Right. Uh, so I sent you. I sent you each a, a, a story from this book called "Peeing in the Snow." And I thought it'd be fun if we read them this morning. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready so for? Should I play your banjo music, Jason? Uh, I I think I'm uh, I'm ready. Here okay. we go. Okay. Here it goes. Mod is called. He changed her tire. Told by Lon Jordan, January 1942. One time there was a girl come driving along in a fine automobile, and all of a sudden one of them their tires went flat. There wasn't nobody in sight, so she jacked up the wheel and tried to change it herself. But the wrench kept a slipping, and the taps was too tight. She pulled and done her darndest, but it wasn't no use. Just then, a big old farm boy come along, and she says, Do you know how to change a tire? And the farm boy says, Yes. So the girl sat down and rested while he put on her spare. When the job was done, she says, How much do I owe you? The big farm boy looked over. Folks around here just kind of swap mostly. The town girl. <laughs> the, ta- the town girl thought she knowed what he meant, and they walked over behind some trees. She said, You can have anything I've got, and pulled her dress up over her head. Oh, whoa, whoa. She then hung her underpants on a nearby bush. <laughs> the big. <laughs> <laughs> the big the, the big farm boy felt the dress careful and he says this ain't wool he run his fingers over the pink pink panties pink silk panties and says these <laughs> these flimsy things ain't no good the girl just stood there with their mouth a hanging open give me 25 cents says the big farm boy and we'll just call it square she handed him a quarter, and the big farm boy walked on down the road. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. See, that, one was perfect, that, was, that one was perfect for Jace. It was about a guy who had no interest in a naked lady. Yeah. <laughs> he was just more concerned about the fabric of the panties. <laughs> wow. Uh, I found one for you, Kenny. Okay. You feel like re- you feel like some uh, reading a story, a hillbilly I, story this morning? I think I can do this. Uh, okay. A story about my people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I think you'll find this one uh, kind of fits you too. So here's uh, here's your accompaniment. Okay, strike with the band. This is the Hollyhock story told by Peter Wolseley, September 1924, Pineville, Missouri. <laughs> one time there was this here feller that come down a New Cut Road and. He got to diddling a waitress at the tavern. They'd go for a walk after she got off work and just lay down under a bush or up against a haystack somewheres. Several times they'd done it right in town behind one of these here billboards right here. He was a stout young feller and the waitress thought he was God's own cousin. Finally, a big rain come up before they could get home, so he took her to a tourist cabin. It was the first time they ever got together in a regular bed. There was an electric light there, too. They read a while in a seed catalog that was in the cabin because there weren't no magazines handy. Then he put the blocks to her again, and both of them went off to sleep. When the waitress woke up about five or so, her, her boyfriend was gone. After a while, she found a note on the table, but 
when she went to read it, it, it only wrote one word down on that paper. It was it was hollyhock. The girl, she couldn't make out what he what he meant till she seen that seed catalog laying there. She fingered through the pages to hollyhock, and there was one line marked with a pencil. Fine behind privies and barns, it said, but not much good in beds. Oh, God. Everybody kept a sharp lookout for that feller after that, because that waitress says she's going to give him a piece of her mind. But he never done showed up at that tavern no more, and looks like he must have went off to some other town. The end. <laughs> Oh, what was that line? Uh, good in privies and bar- what is it? Good, good, good behind privies and barns, but not much good in beds. That's great. Oh gosh. Oh, uh, well, Lex, do you, do Rocco's or one for Lex? Yeah, there I feel is. Like Dorothy I th- asking for uh, you know heart and courage, and yeah. Well, this is so fun because I these. I mean, I scoured through this book. This again, this is a book from Dawn's uh, high school days called "Peeing in the Snow" and other Ozark folk tales that she talked about in a past. This is out. like the the hillbilly version of like Irma Bombeck, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. The and dirty think, version. And it's fun because like I said, there's really only about four books, four stories in here that were probably radio friendly. And I thought they were kind of fun that the first one was kind of about ghosts, which you know fit well for sure. Dawn. The second one was kind of a, a gay story, which was perfect for Jason. <laughs> Kenny's kind of a, the farmer type. Uh, he probably knows. He probably knows his way through a seed catalog. And uh, this one I found for Alexis. And an outdoor privy and a bar. Yeah. Yeah. And doing it against a haystack. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and this one for Alexis is kind of about uh, crafting because it's oh, called. God. This is the one I'm a little nervous about. I might need to do some bleeping. Oh. Um, this one is called, what's it called, Alexis? It's called Tacking on Her Maidenhead. Tacking by- on Her Maidenhead. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, God. I, the, uh, the, the word maidenhead kind of freaks me out a little bit. I guess if you uh-huh. don't know what that means, it's kind of a, it means her purity. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Right. It's kind of a, right. a, a synonym for her purity. Um, and tacking, and attacking is a type of sewing, right, Alexis? It is, yeah. It's a, like a running stitch, a temporary stitch before you put the real stitch in just to keep oh. the materials together. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, okay, Lord. all right. Rocco, we're not going to lose our liquor license with um, this one, are I, we? I got my hand on the bleep button here, so okay. we'll see what we can do. Alexis, you want to you wanna <laughs> give the title? And yes. Okay, here we go. Tacking on Her Maidenhead by J.L. Russell, April 1950, from a story he heard around 1900. One time, there was a fellow fooling with a young country girl. She told him that her folks didn't believe in s***ing, but finally he got his into her anywho. This ain't s***ing at all, says he, because I'm just tacking on your And so she says, maybe it's alright. The girl was kind of uneasy at first, but pretty soon she says, This here tacking is wonderful, and I believe it's a doing me good. <laughs> he sure had a fine time until 4 o'clock in the morning. Finally, he wanted to go home, but the girl kept a hollering, Tack it again, Henry! Tack it again! 
The fellow told her they'd better wait till tomorrow night. I can't do any more tacking now, says he, because I've run out of thread. At that, the girl began to cry because she thought the fellow didn't love her no more. You ain't out of thread, Henry, she says. Why, just a minute ago, I felt two great big balls of yarn a-b***ing up against my Oh! What? What? Thank you, Alexis. Wow! Wow! I think I got all the bleeps in there. I've never heard you speak that way, Lex. You are salty. Oh, hey, Don, Don, the hot, the hotline's ringing. Oh, okay. Don't answer it. Don't answer. Don't answer. We don't need emails today. We don't need emails. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I'll I'll get it. Okay. Hello, my talk. Yeah, I I know it's my talk. It's my station. Oh, hey, B. Arthur. Uh, You want to get in on the fun? I'm sure I could find a hillbilly story for you. Rocco, no. You know what? We need to cancel this segment like right now. (laughs) Oh. Is it the uh, banjo music? (laughs) No. Oh. uh, The yarn balls? Um. Yes, and I have some other things that I wrote down here. Let me see. Um, he got to diddling a waitress at the tavern. He put the blocks to her again. Then she hung her underpants on a nearby bush. Do I need to go on? Uh, it'd be kind of funny if he did. Rocco, no. Whatever happened to the quaint passing notes? Remember the one where there were like cheerleader tryouts and cute boys and dates? Um, like kind of ran out of those. Okay, so so you thought dirty hillbilly stories would be the way to go? Um, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Here's the deal. Let's move on. There's no more passing notes. No more hillbilly yarn. Oh. And I never want to hear the word maidenhead on our airwaves ever again. Okay. <laughs> She wouldn't even listen to us. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, sorry. Oh. It's been fun, guys. It's been fun. Yeah. And thanks to Rocco yeah, for yeah, all Rocco. the fun. Oh, and Rocco. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, yes. my goodness. We're rocking it. They have been so good. And what my talkers, we've said it a lot, but we'll say it again. Uh, now it's the series finale. I feel like it's the epi- last episode of Seinfeld when they're all in jail. But anyway, uh, what people don't understand is Rocco would sometimes take notes that had maybe three sentences, right, Don? And turn them into yes. five-minute pieces of great radio. Yeah. So yes. there's nobody else uh, in the state that could do this. Aww. So thank you, buddy. No, this thank is you super so fun. Much. And thanks for letting me flex my... Oh. Oh Creative muscle. You introduced you in, you introduced me to uh, uh, Colleen's character, Ginny from, from Chicago. Oh, Ginny from oh, Chicago. Oh my God. And Roycey. Oh, Roycey reading notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, st- yeah. I still have them all archived. If you ever want to play like a rerun. Oh. Yep. Oh, you know, on on slow days, which we have many of them. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So. Oh yeah, we got to play Ginny singing at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because she's hello, buddy. Uh, she's one of the best. Thank, thank you so much, Rocco. Yep. Have thank a you. great rest of your show. Thank All you, right. Rocco. Thank you.